Welcome to Harvest Mission Community Church. You are listening to one of our sermons. Good evening. It was great to hear all of you uh, sing. How many of you grew up with these Christmas songs? Can you just raise your hand? Okay, many of you. And uh, it was really great because it actually tells a story, the story of the Christmas story of how Jesus was a long-awaited Savior. And that's why when you follow these songs and how they were written, you realize it really does tell a story that's from the waiting to where there's joy because Jesus Christ has come. I wanted to share something just really briefly for many of you. We're so glad that you're here. Uh, My name is Seth. I'm the pastor here along with Pastor Bo, and we're just excited to have you join us. If you're here for the very first time, we welcome you. I know that a lot of times it's hard to come out to church, but at least Christmas and then maybe Easter. So this is how it works. It's Christmas time. You come out here. It works out okay. Then you're like, maybe I'll think about coming out to Easter. We would love for you to come out to Easter. And I know some of it. We have some family who came together. So let's just give them a round of applause for joining us. We are delighted to have you. And for the rest of you who are our members, we're glad that you're here. Uh, the night before Christmas, the birth of Christ. So we want to be able to celebrate this together. But I don't know if you heard on the news, but I think there's a handful of people who are really joyful because of what happened recently. If you've been following the news, many of you know that back in October, uh, there were about 17 Christian missionaries that were abducted or kidnapped by the Haitian gang, a notorious one. And it was in early October, and then from November, and then also one time in December, they released five hostages. And so there were still 12 that were remaining. Uh, There were some families, there were some single men and women, and I think the hardest part and the saddest part was that there were some children, uh, really young, uh, several months old, and another young kid who was there with through this whole ordeal. But it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't just something that Uh, happened to them, but I think just the whole Christian community. But the sad part is this. Many of you probably have never heard of what was going on in Haiti. Uh, Some of you, it wasn't really in the news, which was very surprising for me, especially coming from the United States. If any U.S. citizen is held hostage, it's big news, especially uh, not only in the States, but around the world. But praise God that uh, several days ago that they ended up escaping now, I don't know if you've ever heard of the, the story, but it is phenomenal. So instead of me trying to explain it, I'll have those who are professionals, news uh, tellers, a news story, journalists, explain what happened with some pictures. And so I wanted to show you this, uh, just a minute and 50-some second video of what happened, uh, especially during the escape. And I want you to listen to their experience. So let's watch this together. What's so amazing is that they actually escaped from their captors. And the part that really fascinated me was that it was in the middle of the night, and the only way they were able to get out, because they couldn't use flashlights or anything, they didn't have anything, is that they followed the star. And it was through the star that they were able to realize that they're heading north or whatever direction they were going to, and they finally saw the mountain that they were familiar with, and they knew roughly where they were. What an incredible story. The star actually guided them through the things of their lives as they were in a very difficult situation. My question is this, this evening, what guides you? 
when you think about everything that transpired this past year, when you think about all the situation going on globally, and I know that some of us, even though it's supposed to be a, a very joyous season, a lot of us don't feel like we have much joy in our hearts because of the things that are, we're going on, that are going on right now in your life. It could be with your family. It could be with circumstances, situation at work, maybe at school. And you're wondering to yourself, is there really joy? So my question once again is, what guides you? Especially when you're lost and confused. But one of the things that I realized in my life is that there are many times when I feel lost. It feels like it's completely dark and you're just literally fumbling around trying to make your way through. That's kind of how life feels like at times. You want God to show you. You want God to speak to you. You want to know what direction to go to. But a lot of times we feel as if no one's hearing us. And I think this is the beauty of the Christmas story. That Jesus Christ came into this world and we will see that there was a star that guided these wise men or these magi and people gathered together to see who is this king of the Jews. So I want to read the passage. We read some of it already, but I want to read Matthew chapter 2 for 11 verses, 1 through 11. And it's going to be right up here. And let's, you can just kind of read it along uh, in your mind. And as I read it out loud, this is what it says. Now, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he who, was, who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet. And you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you have found him, bring, him word, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way. And behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy. And going into the house, they saw child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. What a great story. When you think about this, we notice that Jesus was already born in this town of Bethlehem. And the reason why this is such an important part of the story is that this was prophesied, which was foretold long ago that a Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. I mean, you just have to, if, if you study history, and you realize all the events that had to happen for Joseph and Mary to actually come to Bethlehem and to have Jesus Christ born in Bethlehem, which was prophesied many, many years ago. You realize that only a God who is bigger than us can make that happen. 
And in verse 5 and 6, as we have just read, we see that there was a prophecy of this Jesus, the Messiah, the King of the Jews, who was going to be born. It comes from the passage of Micah. We're not going to read it because we just already read it, but it's this Micah, the prophet, talked about how this king will be born, the Messiah will be born, and it's going to be born in Bethlehem. I think there's something that we really need to understand as we kind of come to this Christmas season is that there is nothing that God has promised that has not come true yet. You got to believe that because we see it. The Bible talks about it and has come true. Now, there are many things that have not come yet, but if God is 100% that he's been true in everything that he said, then we could trust him for the, for the rest. That's the beautiful thing about knowing Jesus Christ is that everything that God has promised in his word, he has failed. He has not failed to deliver. Even though we might feel as if he has failed us, he has not. You will notice in the story as we have just read that there were these wise men from the east who came and the term wise men, as many of you probably know by now, is known as the magis. They were astrologers or scholars. They studied the stars. And can you imagine one night as they were studying the stars, they saw this incredible light that shined so brightly that they were amazed. They have never seen a star that bright. And that's why in verse 2, we notice that the magis asked, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? They literally traveled kilometers away to come to worship the Son, the Son of God, Jesus Christ. In fact, it was such a bright star, it kind of brings us to the book of Revelation where it talks about Jesus bring the bright star. Uh, listen to what it says, and I want you to read the yellow section with me. It says this, I, Jesus, have sent my angels to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. When he was born, that star was so bright that these astrologers and scholars, they came because they wanted to come and to worship. What is the bright morning star for you? What is it that you see and that you come and you worship? I think for many of us, it is easy to worship the stars of this world. So many of the things that glitter in front of us that tells us that if you only have this, it'll fulfill you. All these empty promises of happiness and fulfillment and significance. And one of the things you realize, I know many of you are young. Uh, I am so thankful we have older people here today. So praise God, we kind of up the average age a little bit. But for many of you who are young, I'm going to tell you this right now, just as a word of advice from some of us who are a little bit older. You know, when you're young, your whole life is in front of you. And there's so many different stars that will shine that tell you if you could only have this. But one of the things you'll start realizing as you start getting older is that all the things that we aspire for or chase after, they will never fully satisfy. And that's why you will see so many people in in their midlife literally changing careers. Because they realize that banking and, you know, getting a lot of money and doing all all this stuff doesn't really fill their hearts. So they literally switch their careers and they go to some of these people and places that are impoverished and give their lives to that. And you're like, wait a minute, you were a banker and now you're doing this? Because they realize once you have it, 
it doesn't fill your heart the way you thought it did. And that's why I think you have the greatest privilege right now to experience the joy of what it means to love people and to love others. I don't know what it is for you that you're chasing after. I don't know what star in this world is leading you and guiding you. But if it isn't Jesus Christ, you'll come to the realization that it's going to make your heart more and more empty. In fact, it will put a yearning and a longing for something that is eternal. Because why? The Bible says that you and I were created for something that is eternal, that is something that's greater. God has created eternity in our hearts that can only be filled by an eternal God. I love what it says in verse 3. If you remember Herod, the king, it says he was troubled. In fact, in verse 7, we see that he summons all the magi and he says, go and find him. So I could worship him too. Now, some of you are like, oh, he's worshiping. No, no he's not. Because if you know the history of King Herod, he was a paranoid king. So anyone who challenged his authority, knowing that he heard now there's a king of the Jews, he was feeling threatened. So what he wanted to do really was to find him and kill him so there will be no one else who will challenge his authority. And when you see this, you realize this is exactly what happens to us. Because Jesus Christ, the King of the Jews, the King of kings and the Lord wants to rule over your hearts. He wants to guide you, lead you. But a lot of times we don't. Listen to what A.W. Tozer said in his book, Tozer Speaks. It says this, The reason why many are still troubled and seeking, still making little forward progress, is because they haven't yet come to the end of themselves. We're still trying to give orders and interfering with God's work within us. I'm wondering if that's you for some of us here. That God is trying to speak to you. He's brought a lot of things in your life where you realize this is not satisfying. Some of you have experienced brokenness, hardships, difficulties. And God is trying to use some of these things that happen in your life so that he can get your attention. Are we still trying to rule, rule our own lives? Or are you letting God? And look at the response. In verse 9, we see that as they were on their way, to, as they were following the star, the star finally rested over the place was Jesus where Jesus was. I love their response in verse 10 and 11. It says this, when they saw the star, it says that they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy and they worshiped and they gave gifts. Listen to the message translation, verse 10, it says this, they could hardly contain themselves. They were in the right place. They had arrived at the right time. The Passion Translation translates that verse as this, and when they saw the star, they were so ecstatic that they shouted and celebrated with, come on, say this with me, unrestrained joy. It's like that little kid who just laughs uncontrollably. This joy. I like the part when it says they were at the right place and they have arrived at the right time. I don't know about you, but if you've ever experienced that, arriving at the right place, at the right time, and then that gives you that job, praise God. If you arrive at the right place at the right time, and that is the person you're going to marry for the rest of your life, praise God. There's something about the right place at the right time that we get the sense that God is watching over us, that He's guiding us, He's leading us. 
And that's what I believe he's doing inside of every single one of our hearts. Will you listen? Will you say yes to him as you follow him? That's why the one thing that I want us to remember is simply this. We can worship Jesus, the star, no matter if we're near or far. Jesus being this great, incredible, bright morning star, we can worship him no matter where you are. You could be near or far. Uh, he's reaching out to you and he's speaking to you. See, that's the beauty of the Christmas message, that we try so hard to try to do our own thing, but already you look around us, our lives are messed up. The world is messed up. It's so different from what God created, which is everything good and perfect. But because of sin and because of the fall, we realize that this world is now corrupted. No matter what we try to do, everything is tainted with sin. God could have left us there, but in his mercy, he fulfilled his word because he loved us. And that's why he sent Jesus Christ to come into this world, born in a manger, and with the star that was shining forth and brought people to worship him. And through that, we know that he lived the perfect life that you and I could not live. And he did it because he wanted to invite us into his kingdom. A kingdom that's out of this world, that literally is completely different from what we see, where there's justice, where there's love, there's righteousness, there's peace, there's joy. And he offers to us and he invites us to come. And all we have to do is say, yes, I want to be a part of that. And it's amazing because when you think about the birth of Jesus and his life, and we realize that it ends in a very cruel way. Death on a cross with extreme pain and suffering. But then when he died on the third day, he rose again from the dead. And through his resurrection, now, if we trust in him, we know that if we were to die, we will be resurrected with him one day. That's the beauty of the gospel. That's the beauty of this gospel Christmas story. That God gave us this great gift that we didn't deserve. And all we need to do is to receive. And all we have to do is look at the star. Look at who Jesus is. It's going to lead us and guide us every step of the way. What we're going to do at this time is we want to make it a little bit more tangible. And uh, if we can have the greeters go ahead and just hand out the candles. Now, we decided uh, we're not going to get real candles because we could burn down this place. You know, some of us, you know, falling asleep. You know, we, so these are electronic candles that we have. And uh, can I ask us not to turn it on yet? Uh, I hope we have enough. If we don't have enough, you could just share, hold it together with somebody else. But don't turn it on yet. Uh, we're going to try to do this all together. We're going to turn off the lights uh, in, in a moment here as all of you receive it. We, we want at least our guests to have, have one, so maybe some of the leaders, you could just make sure that other people can get it first. Well, this is exciting just to see all of you inviting your friends and family and uh, we weren't expecting this many people, but we're so glad that you're here. And uh, did everyone 
get one. We're slowly passing it out. This is what we're going to do. You're not going to turn it on until somebody taps you. Let me explain. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to slowly uh, go somewhere in the middle, and I'm gonna, the lights will be turned off, and I'm going to turn on my light. And the beautiful thing about Jesus being the star is that if we could just point everything to Jesus, then people will see clearly not only God's love, God's mercy, God's grace, God's holiness, God's righteousness, but the thing is that we're called to be a light of the world. And so even though we're not the star, we get to reflect the star and become the light of the world. And so we want to kind of demonstrate that. And instead of like tapping people in the front and let, let it go all the way back, as some of you already know, uh, the, our church logo is the ripple. And we believe that as our lives are transformed, then the people around us will be able to influence those around us. And so I'm going to come somewhere in the middle. And then, I don't know, I'll, I'll tap on someone who looks very happy to be here or uh, <laughs> Christmassy. And then uh, that person will then tap somebody around them, in front of them, behind them. And just let's see the light just turn on. Um, I wish we had one of those, um, what do you call it? Yeah, that thing. <laughs> it just slipped my mind. And then we could just see this from from out that would be really cool but uh that's what we're going to be doing so everyone received it or as many okay there's a couple extra if you didn't receive it raise your hand okay there's some hands going around there all right okay well let's turn off the okay don't be scared if you're scared then <laughs> hold on i'm gonna go somewhere in the middle here hi <laughs> okay this is good this man looks very Christmassy. <laughs> What's up, my man? Okay, let's, let's have the lights. Can we do that? Maybe we can turn off the lights. Okay, all right. And uh, G Jesus says that he is the light of the world. And he came into this world with the star shining brightly. And then from here, now he's calling us to be the light of the world. And so we want to be able to shine that around us. So I'm just going to go around in this area, and then you guys could do it. Some people in the back next to you. And so don't be selfish and just keep the light like this to yourself. Make sure you <laughs> tap somebody else. Even though you could all turn it on by yourself, we're trying to do this symbolically. All right? Can we do that? So let me go ahead. You have a light there? Yep. All right. Here you go, bro. Thank you. Here you go. Okay. Tap somebody else. And let's see the light just turn on. Get some people in the front and the back, in front of you, behind you. Amen. Did everyone get tapped?
Everyone got one? Thank God for Taobao. <laughs> God is good. Wow, look around you. Will you look around you? Look at that. Isn't that awesome? So awesome. And I, I, I would love it if we could just kind of keep it on and just remember that Jesus is the star. But then now we reflect that star in our lives and we are the light of the world. We shine around us wherever we go. Especially in this end of the year when there's many lonely people who are by themselves. Many of you could not go home for the break, for the holidays, and you're here by yourself. We don't want you to celebrate Christmas alone. So I hope that maybe some of your life groups will be doing something together, encouraging one another. The greatest gift Jesus Christ uh, it's, we did not deserve it we did not deserve him but he has given us his life freely to us and we're forever grateful God is a great God and we worship him I'm just wondering if we could just bow our heads for a moment and I want to give you maybe just a couple minutes on your own just to pray and I know some of you might need some guidance some of you are maybe trying to hear what it is that God wants you to do but be, be assured that God will never leave you alone. He will ne neither forsake you or leave you. He'll always be there. And that's why look to the light and you can escape from some of the things that maybe have put you in bondage. He is the true freedom giver. So can I ask us right now, just for about a minute or so, if you could just, in your own way, just lift up a simple prayer. Say, Lord Jesus, you are the star, and I want to follow you wherever you lead me, wherever you guide me. You could even pray for some of the things that you're going through right now, and just say, God, help me by your grace. Can we just do that for about a minute or so, and then we'll sing some songs and worship together as we close out, okay? Thank you for listening to the Harvest Mission Community Church Podcast. For more information, visit our website at hongkong.hmcc.net.